Welcome to Talk That Shit Podcast, where culture intersects with sports, politics, entertainment, and lifestyle. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Talk That Shit Podcast with your boy Freeze, my co-host Dandridge. How you doing, Dandridge? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I cannot complain at the moment. I'm, well, I'm wishing everybody except Gerald a good day. <laughs> we started already. There are other calls. G-Con, what's good, brother? <laughs> she did the right thing. She better hit me before I hit her. Yeah. It was coming. <laughs> Don't worry. We still got a whole show left. So, Mm-mm-mm. Oh, man. I'm just so glad it's uh it's got warm up here. I'm glad it's winter and left the area we're in, but uh, even though winter done left, it's still some BS going on in the game, as I can call it. Uh, is, is winter gone from you? Because I had my heat on today. Okay, I had my heat on last night. Okay. <laughs> I ain't have it on today. I had it on no. last night. Okay. It was way too cold last night. I was like, oh, batting down the hatchets. <laughs> Turn the heat on. Well, it's been 90 down here. I was going to hear what about to say. That, that just nobody asked you, right? Yeah, like, you like brought that. up winter. I just was letting you know it's not winter here anymore. That's all, yeah, 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 yeah. 90 degrees, it's gonna be 90 degrees Saturday. Now, what, <laughs> and then 32 on Sunday. <laughs> hey, man, you know how Michigan is, yeah, that's all, the only problem. All four seasons in one month, in but one day, in one day. I mean, I'll say one month, my bad. sometimes, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I still, I said. Even though all four seasons happened in one day, it must be a lunacy season out because it was a crazy stuff that went on this past weekend. Um, it was multiple mass shootings, but the one that's been taking the cake, the one in Buffalo, and uh, the thing is crazy. And I'm not giving the I'm not giving the the shooter any notoriety on this show. So the thing is so crazy. Freeze, huh? freeze one thing before yeah. you get started. Uh-huh. Before we before we move into what we really gonna talk about today, first let me say for those of you all who listened to last the last episode, <laughs> uh, we we were talking about one Mr. Kevin Samuels, which we frequently talked about on this show, and it was really irony. If you listen to the show, you could hear that we taped the show prior to his death, and we actually taped it the night prior to his death. And for some reason or not, well, not for some reason or another, our last two previous shows, <laughs> I have mentioned names of people or brought them up, and they seem to have passed shortly thereafter. So uh, Andrew has suggested that they, we they seem to have passed. <laughs> right. I see. But right. no, they passed. Okay. And they, they, yeah, they passed. Andrew suggested that I just no longer speak on the show. But uh, <laughs> well, in I, uh, case. Mention the buff, the Buffalo shooter, and then well, I, you know, I, I got some other people. <laughs> I got some other people in line first. Okay. When, I hope I hope no one passes away. <laughs> I don't ever wish death upon anyone. <laughs> so, <laughs> if my words are causing people to you know kill over, I, my goodness, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, <laughs> Donald Trump. Oh man. And, I just want to say that I don't want anything bad to happen to anyone. Clarence Thomas, Clarence Thomas, Clarence Thomas, Boom. This guy. Clarence Thomas, Donald Trump, Clarence you're Thomas. Like the, you're like the, you're the show whisperer. Like that's right. just what's happening. So right. I just, you know, I, I don't want any bad things to befall anyone. That's to make sure I make that clear. So, you know, I'm, I, you know, if my, if I spoke something into existence, for Guy Lafleur, well as Kevin, I sure hate it. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Clarence Thomas, Clarence Thomas, Clarence Thomas. Now freeze. Go ahead. Oh, All right. Well, yeah, as y'all know, the multiple bad shootings uh, this weekend, and like I said, the one in Buffalo was the most was the one that's being most uh, reported on because a white teenager well man a white man skip that because that's what they say white man drove to a predominantly black 
supermarket and killed what is it nine ten ten people injured like four other people killing all like for no other reason just being racist even had nigger written on his gun um, they showed a part of video where he shot a white guy. He was like, sorry, that wasn't, that wasn't for you. And just for no other reason, but just wanted to kill some black people. The thing that really, really burns me up about this one is the ages of the victims. The ages range from 32 all the way to 86. It was a bunch, it was most of them, I'm sorry, the only one was 32, the rest was 52 and up, 52 and up. And I'm thinking these people lived through Jim Crow. They lived through um, Vietnam, all kind of not being able to vote, having dogs attacked on them. And on a, you know, on a day of just going up there in the supermarket to just go and get some groceries and get killed at the freaking supermarket. Like, come on, 86 years old. She done raised kids, everything. You did not expect to die in a fucking supermarket. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, just to, the other thing they've endured and to be shot down by a, a punk coward is just like that really burns me up. I'm, I can't even front. I can't even hold that one back. Imagine yeah. being 86 years old and dying at the hands of a, a white supremacist. Yeah. Like imagine just imagine that for it. So you're 86 years old. You almost lived a century. Yes. And and, and your story ends at the hands of a white supremacist. Man. Um whose sole goal was to kill black people right. um, because of just pure hate. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I can't fathom it. I, 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 I for one have soul fatigue over all of this. It's very hard to even talk about it mm-hmm. and even read about it because it's so sad because we all know that this isn't the last one. Right. It's just really, you're holding your breath until the next one because nothing is going to happen to stop it. And the 86-year-old who uh, was killed, she was the mother of the fire chief of Buffalo. Fire, I think former fire chief. I don't think he's currently the fire chief, but he once yeah, was. Yeah, he was the former. Yeah, for sure. But I think what, what Freeze is talking about is it's really what the media does and how the media tends to paint white folks and give them grace and how they report their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's no different than, right, you see them t- calling him an 18-year-old teenager, right. but a Mike Brown, a Tamir Rice, a Trayvon Martin were, you know, men. men. You know, they, they were gunned out. Even though they were the victims in every one of those scenarios, mm-hmm. the media is never going to portray Black folk in a positive light. I mean, you can go, go all the way back to something that we all can remember no different than when they had OJ on the magazine and they darkened yes. his skin. Mm-hmm. Um, you will oftentimes see that in media because media is just biased and racist and how it portrays. And it's really unfortunate. And, and so that is to make him, you know, more humanistic and so that other white people can see the, him very similar to their son or right. their nephew or their cousin. Um, but he's a, a, a monster and I hope that Gerald says his name on the show and we see what happens to his fate. I actually don't want to say his name on purpose because I actually would like for him to go to prison. There's a different reason for that. I want him to go to prison because the Aryan nation will not be able to save him there. So let him go and start uh, washing somebody's underwear. <laughs> And he only 18, so he's going to have, have many, 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 many years, you know, many, many years of uh, washing the underwear, dropping the soap, wearing lipstick, wearing Kool-Aid on his lips for lipstick, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think in many ways, right, as a part of his hate and supremacy, he's he's thought about that. That's been something that he's contemplated, right? That's That's the genesis of hate. I think the sad part is he'll find a following that will mm-hmm. cheer him on and, and hero it, like make him a hero in this scenario. Um, interestingly enough, I'd only read parts of it, but a lot of what he talked about, like this white replacement theory and this idea that he, he in his mind, right, killing 10 Black people was going to save the white race, which is preposterous, right? right? But this white replacement theory that white people are being replaced by minorities throughout the country and that they need to um, 
be rescued from this so they continue their majority. This links back to another one of the topics we had on our show that we see seeping through that leaked Supreme Court opinion about abortion. Mm-hmm. You, you had a lot of connections in the white replacement theory and why we they didn't want to get rid of, a, you know, let people continue to have abortions because of the birth rates and all these different things. And I don't think it's a coincidence that those things are leaked. Um, it's just really sad. It's just a very sad thing that these 10 families have to suffer because um, at the hands of hate, I just think it's terrible. Well, my the question that I have too is, and I know you can't monitor every single person, but somebody that posted a hundred and hundred plus pages online as a manifesto or whatever you want to call it, I would think that the one they would need to be monitored more closely by by the FBI or federal agents, and maybe not necessarily the FBI. And also, too, it seems as if, and I haven't actually heard anything, I heard they were cooperating, but it seems as if his parents were unaware of this as well, which I just find that hard to believe also. I, I would think or hope that you would know that your son harbors these types of uh, feelings and emotions towards people who do not look like him, specifically black people or other ethnic groups. And if so, why would you equip him? And I maybe, maybe equip is not the right word, but I'm sure they were also aware that he had access to all those guns. Like, oh yeah. I, that just doesn't make sense to me either. So the way I understood it is that he posted it to a Google Drive that only he had access to until 30 minutes before the shooting oh, when okay. he made it okay. live. And okay. a, a few people saw it. And then he obviously goes live on Twitch mm, and okay. starts the shooting. Okay. Um, and they reported that the parents said, and he said in this manifesto that they had no idea he harbored these feelings. His father is allegedly supposed to be, he, they're both engineers and his father is a large labor union guy with this in the state of New York. Um, and you can make some assumptions about that, right? Yeah, I mean, you right. may assume that somebody that's huge in the labor union is probably of the democratic persuasion mm-hmm. um, and may not harbor those pretty racist views. So you can make some assumptions. And, and I'm always hesitant. I know that it, it, it comes up often when people do things and they like to relate back to their parents. Mm-hmm. I'm always hesitant to say what a parent should and shouldn't know. I think um, I lived my life as a teenager and I know what I was able to do and wasn't able to do. And I could have easily, if I wanted to, right at 18 years old, hide something in my house if I wanted to. Your mother is right there. I'm going to ask her. I don't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) We all could have easily hid something in our homes. We're not infants. We come and go as we please. No, you didn't know. Always there. Trudy and Geraldine wasn't having that. I'm sorry. I couldn't. I don't know about that with G because hell, I hear porn. That's not true. You (laughs) talking about hiding porn. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Every prepubescent male can hide porn. My lord. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I'm saying so I can do more. (laughs) You you probably had a whole you probably had a whole person here in your house at one point or another. Listen. I had a condom hit in a transformer for like 10 years that never got used. But I had that, is hit sound that is Soundwave, G. Could I, I, could I have hit guns in a manifesto? Absolutely not. You for hey, sure a, could have hit a manifesto if it was on your computer. Y'all about to say, thank you. About to say, if it was on a computer, 100% you could, you could have. Exactly. Because they ain't going to search for the innermost bracket. But the other part is, it would have. <laughs> This day and day. I know, like I said, on my computer, yeah, I could, I could shoot, I could hit, hide anything on the computer because they only know, they only know the basics. They never got into the computer like that. My parents did. So I, yeah, like see, I if said, I would allow my mother to speak, she would tell you that I couldn't have hid anything because she didn't allow us to close our doors. She went through our stuff, and there was no space for me to hide anything. That's what she would say. Wouldn't you say that, mother? That's what she would argue. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's why I said it. I already know. I, I was, she would say that. 
I would tell you that I absolutely could have hid something if I exactly. so chose to do so. Right. Right. So I've always hesitant, right, to mm -hmm. short of his parents being involved and we having some clear and convincing evidence that they knew did nothing, whatever the case may be. I, I'm always hesitant to say what a parent should or shouldn't have done. Even with my own 12 year old, I'm like, wait, what, what just happened? And I'm, I'm always, and so the kids going to figure out a way where there's oh, yeah. a will, there's a kid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. I could go into more detail about Jerry, but I shan't. Right <laughs> well, maybe, maybe her investigative skills were just, you know, so high on par. I, we talking about a person who I could be like, hey, I'm about to uh, go to the store. And she'd be like, you better not be going to that party on Murray Hill. I'd be like, what? <laughs> How do you know about this? <laughs> exactly where I was headed. Not going now. So, yeah. You said you're not going now. You changed your mind. Yeah, no, I ain't going now. Right. Well, you know, like I said, the investigator skill is a different ball game. But like I said, I know I could have hit stuff in there because, you know, mom was always going, especially in my situation, mom was going with Kim and dad was just chilling. So I could have, I could have, man, did all kind of stuff at home anyway. So we ain't going there. But I know I could have. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we digressed a little there. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess I, I'm with you on but, that one, Darren, about not blaming the. Like but we, you're right. We can see that part. There are some things that you, you know, you may not know about your kid. You know what I'm saying? And that's just, you know, that's just life. You know what I'm I saying? I mean, I'm saying there are some things you may not know, but a deep-seated hatred for black people. I'm <laughs> sorry. Came out somewhere. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's gonna that's that will manifest itself somewhere. You're not you can't convince me that like he was just able to be you like think that you think that came up at Thanksgiving. At oh, yeah. some point in time, yeah. you mean to tell me he just sat there in the house and they, let's say they watching basketball or football and he just didn't just blurt out a <laughs> nigger? Like, I don't see, I'm sorry. But okay, so let's, let's assume you're right. Let's assume that they at some point decided, yeah, our son probably has some racist attitude or racist disposition toward Black folk. Mm -hmm. Then take the next logical leap do they ever get to, and now he's about to drive three hours away and shoot up black people just because they black. Maybe See, that's the, next, that's the yeah. next proximate cause that never happens in a parent's head, right? True. You may think you got a, a little miniature, you know, person who's trying to find his way with, you know, racist ideas. You, your, your mind never goes to, you got a miniature Hitler on your head. <laughs> right. Like, you, know you, you never Guess gonna what? think that. Guess what? There's a picture of him in high school in class in a hazmat suit. So, yes, you probably should have thought maybe you but had But wasn't a that video. during COVID, though? He came to school during COVID in a That's full still, hazmat suit. Oh, that is still very <laughs> odd behavior. No, I saw grown people in hazmat suits hey, at the airport yeah, I think grown trying people to hazmat fly on a plane. Right. So I think context matters. If he had on a hazmat suit in 2018, then it would be like, what's happening here? Mm -hmm. But during COVID, he had on a hazmat suit. So I don't, yes, it may have not been the prescribed CDC method for evading COVID, but I saw grown people in airports in hazmat suits. And it was like, ma'am, you should just drive. <laughs> but you should, just, you should just figure out another transportation. <laughs> So I during didn't. COVID, I think that's fair. Now, what I thought you were going to say was during high school, he said he wanted to shoot and kill up the school. Well, he yeah. said that too. To which they intervened and he got a psyche bow and he said right. he was just playing and then he fell off the radar because he obviously graduates. Right. So what do you do with that, right? You can't track, you can't watch these people 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's hard. You can't navigate crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I, and, I, and I guess I'm not trying to say that crazy should have fully been navigated, but I am saying that someone who has that deep-seated of a, of a hate for a racial or ethnic group, and especially at 18, you don't have the, the savvy or wherewithal to hide that totally from everyone. You may be able to hide it a little bit, but it's going to come out somewhere. And 
while there may be others who were close to him who didn't get it, I find it hard to believe that his parents didn't pick that up at some point in time. Now, once again, you're right. Kids can hide things. Yeah, but but I'm, yeah. saying, I'm saying if you're in the house with somebody a long time. Yeah, but do you hear what she said? She said... Like you said, no, he, they probably knew he was racist, but like you said, they never going to accept and step it to the point where he's Hitler and he's going to go and pull a, you know, Dylan, right? Dylan and shit out. Of, you ain't thinking he's going to pull a Columbine. You think he just don't like niggas. You know what I'm saying? That's what she's saying. I'm not saying, they, I'm not saying that they do like, oh, well, you know, he don't like niggas. We know that, but they don't think, no person thinks with their kid that like, if my son say, uh, you know what, I don't like fish and all of a sudden he thought I don't think my son gonna go in the ocean and start killing whales. <laughs> I know I'm being really facetious well, but that was a hell of an analogy. It, takes it, it just takes <laughs> like I hate niggas. Okay. It doesn't go for, I mean I don't think that it went from I, I, I hate niggas. They like oh I said I'm gonna go kill some niggas. I, I thought you was gonna say <laughs> I thought you was gonna say that don't mean he gonna go kill the Gordon's fisherman. <laughs> that too but you know I don't think I don't think it went to that progression. Now, here's the thing. If now, if he was going around already injuring like random black people and they knew about it, then I would say, yeah, they should have paid more attention to it. But a person that's not saying they like dislike something, or you know that they kind of look kind of racist, I don't think it's gonna jump to the extreme of I need to watch him more careful. You know, that's just my opinion. I mean, the thing, the thing that is always interesting to me and maybe interesting is not the right word but you know throughout the course of history in terms of american history along in terms of african americans african americans are the ones who have traditionally not been treated fairly and not been treated well right. so you would think and i don't want this to happen and i'm not advocating or condoning but you would think that when these racial incidents or massacres occur and it would be a black person who was fed up and who would go shoot up a white spot but that's not what happens like what i'm saying is for us to be the ones who were oppressed the most and then still have people who who hate african americans or not it's not just african americans because you've seen a rise in racial the, the shooting in uh the church in california mm-hmm. that was also uh racially motivated mm-hmm. it's it just is astounding to me though that the individuals who were least oppressed in most instances are the ones who carry out said attacks yeah, because this isn't about oppression. This is fear of loss of control. Yep. Any time we've saw in our country's history that the way that this country has exercised control and dominance has always been through violence, mm-hmm. always. And so whether it's violence through lynching, whether it's violence through Jim Crow, whether it's violence through internment camps, whether it's violence through, I mean, you can pick a minority group and figure out how the violence that was pressed upon them, because that's how this country has navigated its control and dominance. It's always through violence. Always. Um, And and, and the oppression just is is as a result of that, right? That's a secondary cause of it. And so you'll see that through whether it's our criminal justice system or anything else. That's the oppressive nature of what we have as a country. But there's been no scenario in this country when we've exerted our dominance and it didn't happen through violence. And that's what this is. That's that's what you heard your, I don't know who's president, but your 45th <laughs> president, right? Mm-hmm. It, it was all about violence and bashing someone's head in and doing all these things. And, and it was creating this situation in which people felt empowered mm-hmm. to put their hand and, and really reenact some of the things that we hadn't seen in such a long time. Because that's the foundation of what this country is. Well, Donald Trump definitely, while you, I mean, you just mentioned the number. Donald Trump definitely has something to do with this. Now, I'm sure that may be a controversial statement to some, but I still say that while he was president, he enabled, not necessarily enabled, but emboldened that individuals who had these types of thoughts 
No, he enabled. Your word, your word choice was perfect. He enabled for sure and encouraged. Encouraged. He encouraged them to do things of this nature. And now you are seeing it happen, which, you know, he, of course, will say he did not. He'll he'll say, oh, my goodness, this is a horrible thing. But his words sanctioned actions like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, for sure. And I mean, just think about it. His whole philosophy, his whole mantra was about um, really about control. Right. It was this idea of make America great again. So you knew in that instance, he wasn't talking to me or you or anybody else, because when has America ever been great for, for Black or marginalized populations? It never, never has. Ever, ever. Never has. So it was always about making America great again for white folk, which means white folk needed to get back control because they felt like it was a loss of control. Yep. All of this started to come into play literally with the election of Barack Obama. Yep. It, it yep. started this idea that a black man in this country can ascend to the highest office, mm-hmm. disrupted the n- normal oppression apple cart so much so that you start <laughs> seeing yep. all these baby Hitlers just be born every day mm-hmm. because it just disrupted what was the nor- normal traction that black folks were allowed to have and allowed to ascend to. Yep. It really started there. Yeah, because that was the really most started. during his during his tenure. That was when the most um, police police shootings were out. But the funny or thing is, yeah. and, you know, the thing I hated the most is I love I love you know love Barack, but um, why he didn't pass an anti-black bill? Well, bill anti-black hate bill. You know what I'm saying? They got when Asians got killed, pass an anti-Asian bill. The gays got killed, you know. They get past the LBJBTQG thing bill, you know what I'm saying? They passed the alphabet bill. I ain't mean no disrespect, but just too many damn letters, and I'm I can't remember all that shit. Okay, no disrespect, y'all know how I feel. I, y'all my motherfuckers. All right, but anyway, <laughs> but um, yeah. but, but like I said, they passed every type of law and extra bill, but they never passed one for us. They didn't pass anything for us. If anything, they passed. They the police union got a bill about. Anti-recording police tried to get that passed. You know what I'm saying? But they didn't. They didn't do anything for us. But like I said, when they, when you, like you said, Dangers, once Barack got got elected, everyone started thinking, "Oh my God, we're losing control. What control did y'all lose? All the, all the laws and the things went for y'all still. So what did they lose? They just lost the allure that a black man is president. Oh my God, <laughs> that's all it was. And, and, and that was enough. To send mm-hmm. this country into a proverbial tailspin mm-hmm. um, that has us living in the space that we're living in today, and it's just fear, right? I don't, mm-hmm. I, I didn't live in the fifties and the sixties. I would have to call on our elders to figure what that out, what how that felt. But I could imagine that people that lived through the Jim Crow South um, and other similar situated scenarios had very similar disposition. Like nowhere is safe. So that's the world we live in right now that nowhere is safe. While we have a few more freedoms, we have the right to vote, we can integrate our schools, we can do other things. There's still this everlasting fear that being Black in America is going to cost you your life. Yep. And, like and, you said, and that's not going safe. away. Right. The supermarket ain't safe. In my neighborhood, ain't safe. The mm-hmm. freaking bed I sleep in at night ain't safe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, I'm not safe anywhere. I can't even sit in my car. You know, it's just, it's, it is ridiculous, man. Like that, like James Baldwin said, to be black in America is constantly be angry all the time. I mean, <laughs> I, we can't, we, we can't even say we're the invisible man anymore, can we? No, 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 we can't even say the invisible man unless they got invisible glasses to, to catch us. <laughs> they ain't missing us. And that's another thing. How come every mass murderer can get apprehended with no scars, no, cr- not shot, <laughs> but an unharmed black man end up going to get shot? <laughs> what the fuck? Really? Like, well, really? no, it's they always take them down nicely, yeah. politely. They don't rough them up. They handcuff them and put them in the car. Whereas, yeah. you know, you see some someone else, like you said, of a different ethnic background 
And yes, the police have kicked their ass for lack of a better term before yes. they arrested them. Yes. Well, it's funny you say that because as reports came out about the shooting that was happening at the restaurant, yep. um, people were like, you know, it's always the ever question, right? When you're black or any marginalized, I mean, community, it's always like, I hope it ain't one of us, right? right. Um, and so there's this gas, right? Because it's in this all black neighborhood in Buffalo and you're like, oh shit, what just happened? And then there was somebody on Twitter and they were like, oh yeah, they said that the government's been apprehended. And they were like, oh, he's white. Yep. It was like, oh, <laughs> he, he apprehended, he's alive? Oh, he's for sure white. Yep. White, 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 white. Exactly. And then the other fact of the matter was when they called 911, the person didn't even want to talk to them. The person was like, okay, what? Like, was giving them a hard time. If a person say somebody getting shot next to me, what else you need to ask them? Don't hang up on them. What else did they ask? Yeah, I was just reading that. I didn't know that part of it, but they said that they're probably going to have a disciplinary hearing and fire this person at one point. But I wanted to know the person's background too, right? Because they're getting a call from this Black neighborhood and somebody's whispering and what bias played into how they managed that phone call. And would it have been different if they were calling from an affluent place? You know, what would they have responded to them different? You know it would have. They was calling from um, what's the, what's this place? They was calling from where? What did he live at? They was calling from the Hamptons at a supermarket. There, please believe they already gonna be there. Like, oh, it's shoot before they finish. Oot, it's gonna be cops there. They call from Buffalo. They like, oh, it's always shooting here. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, they don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. You know what I'm saying? It's it's ridiculous. I wonder what. I hope it stops one day, but you know, it, it's not. I um, you know, it, it's it's not because there's just. I mean, it's so funny. It's really like about another show we were just having the other day, like this whole Second Amendment argument, and I, you know, my rights to my gun. Mm -hmm. And I think we were just joking about it on our last show, like when they wrote that. We were talking about what were we talking about bayonets, <laughs> bayonets, and <laughs> <laughs> we, we, musket, yeah. We weren't talking about AR-15, you know, assault rifles that could riddle through communities in a way that it was. It wasn't even contemplated in that time. But it right. doesn't matter. Like it just, it just, it's really a sad. It's a sad time. You know, here's this is not it's not funny, but this is what I was. His so they he had his hearing. I believe it was today, or it might have even been yesterday, where they walked him in. But me personally. I would have had him escorted in by every black Buffalo police officer we had. That's who would have walked him in and out of court. Since you oh, just yes. have such a strong hatred for African-Americans, guess what? You're going to be around them a lot now, buddy. But oh, yeah. of course, he was escorted in by all Caucasian cops. And and I actually could commend, he of course pleaded, he pleaded not guilty. Of course. His, uh, a lot of people now are saying that they believe that Due to isolation during the pandemic, his mental health status <laughs> to state was just not very well. And that is what he didn't handle well. And they think that's what causes. But he, of course, pleaded not guilty. Um, there were family members there of the people who were who were who were killed. And um, for the most, they, they were fine, except they said when they were leading him out, I guess one of the family members shouted, you know, you were a, you're a coward, mm -hmm. which if that's all they shouted, then. Right, they are to be commended because exactly. actually, they actually probably would have taken me to jail too because that would have been one of those situations where you see somebody hop over the thing and jump mm -hmm. and try to knock him out. I I, I would have been cool with spending a few days in jail for that. So oh, hell yeah, but, hell yeah, you know, hell yeah. So I mean, we're gonna we're gonna take continue to monitor this one. I mean, hopefully, well, not hopefully. I'm almost certain. Justice will be served here. I also think a little bit of penitentiary justice will probably happen at a later date to uh to this young man as well. But uh with that being said, I mean I kind of like Dandrew said, I'm almost at a loss for words. It just every time something like this happens, it hurts my heart. And not just and not just hurts my heart that it happens to African Americans. It hurts my heart, period, when you see people who just randomly go into places 
and just decide that they want to take lives of individuals who have families, friends, and are doing other things out there. I mean, while we don't necessarily need to take everybody's gun away, I we do need to do something. Whatever that is, I'm not exactly sure, but something needs to happen. Well, I don't know. Maybe the couple billions of dollars we sent over to Ukraine while yeah, it's important right. could be used to help improve our mental health system here. That's all. I, I mean, I would just say that. I agree. Agree 100. And prayers and condolences go out to those families, the victims of those families, you know. And all of the other mass shootings. I mean, it was three yeah, mass shootings. Them. It was some California, California Houston. Yeah. I mean, we've had 200 mass, over 200 mass shootings this year alone. Wow. Um, and I followed this lady. I don't even remember her name, but she's like, from I don't know Finland, Sweden, what? And she was like, she—it's just unfathomable to her that we still allow guns, mm-hmm. and all these people are dying. She's like, guns would be so illegal, and I think it's Finland, wherever she is. Mm-hmm. If you said gun, you would go to jail. If all these people were dying because <laughs> of guns, yeah. right? But yeah. here we are. Um, yeah, I was say we're more populated. We're more densely populated than Finland, so you can't you can mention gun. But you can't mention bomb though. You mention bomb, they take you out to jail. <laughs> <laughs> you shit, they'll mention that like, oh, everyone, everyone coming after you, like that. Uh, what got it with? They got arrested because he say I'm about to blow the bathroom up. He was talking about <laughs> dropping the bombs. They thought he was about blowing. <laughs> He's talking about dropping them Browns into the yeah, Super Bowl. They, they, he the Super Bowl. they thought he was about to be Al Qaeda. <laughs> See, that's just a lack of cultural competence right there. Because you know when somebody says, I'm about to blow this bathroom up, you know exactly what that means. I mean, that's that's the average cookout. What's happening here? At the 9-11, though, you can't say those, can't say those trigger words, you know what I'm saying? 9-11 changed, changed, OJ changed uh, domestic violence, 9-11 changed travel. (laughs) Those are two things that happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Big of domestic violence. Well, I don't know if we can call it domestic violence, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> right. we can we let's just let's just say uh the shade room and sites like that, they've been hot this week. Yeah, it's been a whole bunch of stuff happening, they've been hot. Yeah. Yeah. Our favorite wide receiver. <laughs> That's y'all favorite wide receiver. I don't even know why we keep let's not let's not say his name though. I'm not trying to get him, you know, off. Hey man, I, whatever. I'm saying A B because A B mentioned us. We get some more listeners. No, I, I'm, I'm... <laughs> so fortunately, you not the problem, Freeze. Oh yeah. If, sure. if this if the other cast member says the name. <laughs> Boy, you know, oh, death no. coming threes too. Like, we just can't afford it right now. Right. Ain't nobody else gonna listen to the podcast after that. Let something happen to Antonio Brown after this podcast. This did, shit, you say, yeah. did you say Donald Trump and Clarence Thomas again? Uh, did you say Donald Trump and Clarence Thomas again? I thought that's what I was saying. Oh. Oh, well, you're going to see how quick the Secret Service can round up on somebody. Let something happen to them. Just right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> okay. We're going to be a mid-podcast. They're going to be in the door. And guess what? And guess what? My commissary will always be on full. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> That's true, too. I'll be a cult hero. Oh, man. You're right. That's for right. sure. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you be a full fledged one. But so, so with that, AB and Keisha Cole were in a very quick uh, romantic relationship. I didn't even know they were dating. That was all new information. That was a hit. How long did they date for? About two weeks. Right. Is that dating? Isn't it like when you like, we just, that's my friend? Isn't that how it'd be like, that's my friend? Apparently, AB thinks that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, unlike smashing an R&B diva. Right. So he says this online, right? Yes. Okay. And she commented like, AB, you ain't got to do that. And he puts it up again. <laughs> well, so he so first he posted a picture of, 
of her lower back or backside with his initials oh. is how it happened. And under that, he had like wait, I'm I'm sorry, go back. He posted he posted a picture of her lower backside with his what? You heard me right. His initials <laughs> tattooed. Maybe. She tattooed his no no I missed this part. She tattooed his initials. Yes. And they were dating for two weeks. Yep. Keep it moving. Okay, keep it moving. Okay, I'm going. I'm going with it. Yeah. So, tattooed. He, she tattooed his initials. He put a post up that said, "You know, you ain't had nothing basically till you till you smashed an R and B diva, right?" Mm -hmm. So, she kind of responded, like Freeze said, and then he posted it again. Saying the exact same thing. So then she went on, uh, she was on the shade room when, and, and had an interview on the shade room and the, and the guy was talking, I guess he's a stylist, he was talking to her and she was like, you know, yeah, you know, I saw a black man who was, you know, kind of in turmoil and I like appreciated his struggle and then we got together and did some work and, you know, I was really feeling him and I, you know, I'm not even sure if he realizes what he said was you know was like harsh because when I talked to him I asked him you know hey do you realize what you said and he was like well do you want me to take it down and I was like well no I don't want you to take it down you know but I you know so the, so the stylist was like well yeah maybe he's just not receiving you know what you're trying to put out and she was like well yeah no he made it clear that he's not trying to receive <laughs> what, <laughs> what I'm what I'm putting out but still I got love for him or whatever the case may be Yes. So actually, I got the timeline wrong. So after after he said it a second, well, I take that back. I don't have it wrong. After he said that, after he made the smashing R&B diva a comment a second time, mm -hmm. she made a comment like, "Hey, AB, why are you doing this? I told you I apologize. I really miss you." Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. She responded in that in that manner. Wow. So after this interview that I just got to talking about, her. Her fans and everybody else were like, Keisha, you must be crazy. Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you standing here defending this man that's like basically dogging you mm -hmm. in public? And then she came on and was like, Yeah, y'all right. She posted something and then she thinks she took it down, but she posted something like, Yeah, you guys are right. I got a 12-year-old. And I, you know, I wouldn't take, I shouldn't take this level of disrespect. And it was especially for somebody that I cared for in love but clearly it wasn't mutual and blah 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 right i'm sorry can you go back i'm just i'm having a, a difficulty time here how long did they date for you heard me two weeks, two weeks. How let's, do you hey, hey, let's you just love i mean i might not even answer my phone for you if you call me and we only been talking for two weeks how did you decide you love and that's care what, about somebody that's what dad did that get fluid out she didn't answer your phone calls in two weeks of talking <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm definitely not getting flued out, but I'm just trying to understand. Actually, you going to answer your phone calls after 10 years of knowing her. So <laughs> I answer your calls every time you call me. Don't you don't play. That's not that's you're being ridiculous. Two weeks. <laughs> I mean, how did we get to I love and care about somebody? What but you know, Kisha Cole has a very interesting yes. history too, because didn't yeah. she like blow up the Birdman's house or something like that? Yeah, he tried she, to set his house on fire. She tried to set his house on fire, and something happened between her and Chris. Was it Chris Brown? Um, I don't um, know if it was Chris Brown, but I know something happened between. Remember, she was dating Jeezy, and <laughs> Gucci Man said he, he hit it while he was with when she was with Jeezy. Um, yeah, you know, and then and like I said, man, ever since her, ever since her mom passed away, she really been out there. She been just. She ain't really got it all. I mean, yeah, you know. Wait a minute. Frankie died? Yeah. yeah. Where you been? Oh, I've clearly been under a rock. I don't even know Frankie died. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Keisha been crazy before that, but I'm sorry. Of course. To hear that. Uh, of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Uh, so no. here's the thing. I think anybody that tries to date Antonio Brown. Right. Who hasn't been under the same rock that I've been under that didn't know Frankie died. Um <laughs> is clearly in their own in the midst of their own turmoil. Cause you can't envision anything positive happening out of that. Cause he is he's a right. tsunami. He is leaving destruction in every path he goes. 
Um, so the right. only thing that would be a benefit, which I don't know if she need, would have to be some money. Like for yeah. someone who's just trying to get a quick come up, that that could be the only benefit to that. Well, because you have to, you have to know. It's surprising you say that because uh-huh. AB then went on live from Dubai, and it was a very AB ish, uh, rambling kind of conversation but he went on and he told fans he told everybody he was no longer with Keisha he went on to say that she was using his name for clout and then he said Keisha Cole we don't want you get off my dick mm-hmm. yes yeah wait he oh, said yes. this for a lie yes well, yes. is it? But but don't you always come after him because he he allegedly threw a bag no, of dick. No alleged. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> Take alleged out. That's the whole point. I was the point I was going to make was how do you how do you decide that you want to date somebody who threw a bag of gummy dicks at his cow's mother? I just I don't get it. I don't know at what point in time in your head you said you know what I think. This could be the one. <laughs> right. Oh no, I get dated. I'm like, okay, even if you never even watch sports, you saw the highlight of this motherfucker taking his jersey and shit off in fucking zero degree weather in New York and skipped out the damn arena until about the damn field. Who the fuck says, I want to date this guy? That guy looked like he's clinically sane. <laughs> Yeah, see, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be bothered by that. That wouldn't bother me because I I feel like because Draymond Green just did something similar when he got ejected out of the game, right? Th- that wouldn't bother me. But Draymond was indoors though. It was. I'm not I'm not disputing you. <laughs> what What would have bothered me is this very nice dark chocolate man walking around with a blonde mustache and a mohawk. I mean, that would have been like, what the fuck is happening here? Why is your stash blonde, my dude? Um, he was channeling Wesley Snipes from Demolition Man. Right. Murder, death, kill. So, so that would have bothered me. His his inability to right, stay on a team and stay employed would have bothered right there's yeah. probably no question that his nfl career is probably over right he's yeah. 34 years old i don't know how many 34 year old wide receivers are top picks or what is he he's a wide receiver isn't he yep. um i mean like yeah i just he don't have a job right like i mean and he he doesn't have anything marketable i mean obviously he's working on an album well no the album is out album is out <laughs> I ain't heard it though. Is now, it on Spotify? I'm a listener. That's, that's why Keisha Cole, that's how they got together. So basically, he said, Hey, Keisha Cole, listen, you hit me up because I was doing something. I was doing an album. You want to be on an album? It is what it is. It's business. I, I'm a pimp. I'm going to keep pimping. <laughs> yes. Pimping. Yeah. So I, you know, it. It, it just really made her look bad. Like, because he just, I mean, he was just flat dogging her and she was just like trying to like save face or not even save face, but she kept like, oh, baby. Uh, like, I, it was just, you know, for two quote unquote celebrities, it was it was not a good look. It was not a good look. Now, man, speaking of, speaking, speaking of NFL players, though, too, like I said, it was a hot, it was a hot uh, week for uh, the shade room and media takeout and sites like that. But mm-hmm. our favorite cornerback, Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. from Seattle, well, formerly of the Seattle formerly Seahawks. Formerly of Seattle formerly, Seahawks. Formerly, and formerly of the San Francisco 49ers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. He, uh, well, that was, I think that was last year that he actually had a, had like what, what they termed a mental health incident where he went to his wife's uh, parents' house and was banging on the door and got arrested. And I guess they were broken up there for a period of time, but then they got, you know, got back together. He has professed his love for his wife mm-hmm. on numerous occasions. Well, I guess his side chick, who happens to be a Caucasian lady, <laughs> says that Richard is, has. Is, not- is, she, is she white or is she a passer? No, she white. Oh. Oh, no, she's white. 
Samuels thing. Okay. Well, I mean, at least Kevin's was Hispanic. Hispanic, yeah, she was Hispanic. So, you know, she did have ethnic, she had some ethnicity to her. But <laughs> in this case, Becky is Becky. <laughs> and <laughs> Becky is claiming that her child, her son, which is, she says, full well, is, is his. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he doesn't take care of him and he's promised her. She even posted like text messages where he was like, mm. listen, I really want to be with you. It's just difficult right now. Mm. You know, let me work through this. So, I mean, I'm just saying if one more cat that's as hard as Malcolm X end up with a white woman, I don't know what I'm going to do. With this. <laughs> First of all, how stupid are you to have a whole baby with someone I mean, that's your choice. And then allow him to not give you, because I, I saw her text message. She's like, you haven't even bought my baby diapers, but you come over here every day. What right. the fuck are you doing over there? And we know what he's doing. You know what he's well, doing, how, right? Well, how stupid are you? You you're, you have a baby with this dude. He's clearly engaged with the baby, and y'all ain't even going to talk about diapers? Like, you, what's the issue? Like, he, he can't swipe his credit card for some huggies? What are we doing here? And so you go all scorched earth because you ain't getting no support. That's on you. Mm -hmm. Like you've clearly had a baby by a man who can probably arguably afford to take care of your baby. And you decided to not do like this. This is just stupid. This is beyond stupid to me. I'm sorry. It's it's a shortage on formula. Maybe he couldn't get to the formula. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's a cute little boy. I think she named him. I I think he has his third name or whatever. But I mean, I don't understand. Most side chicks at at a minimum, right? You're going to take care of your kid because you run the risk, right? That's the quickest way to piss somebody off is to not take care of their kid. Oh, you're just not going to buy no diapers? Oh, okay. One eight hundred. Call your wife. Right. That's the quickest way to happen. Just like Richard Sherman must got some game. Like, cause you ain't gave not a dime, and this baby's one. Come on, man. Yeah, no. Come on. I mean, you come over every. You come over every day. (laughs) You there? What are you doing? Right. Once again, we know what he's doing. (laughs) Right. I'm asking that question. We know what he's doing. Man, y'all ever seen how the Texas heat just dry some shit up? Boy, <laughs> it would be no possible way. Well, once again, about, you, you go without saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about tumbleweed. What, what's the look? It'd be in the westerns when the, the things just be rolling through the westerns. Tumbleweed. Be rolling. Yes, it would be goddamn climate change dry. There would be a no scenario which you could not take care of my kid and you come over every day. What are we doing? Oh, all right, all right, hey, right, right. <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely. I, I mean, she, she's fucked. She's in a fucked up situation because you didn't have, I don't know why girls do this, but you didn't right. have a baby with this married man. Yep. And so there's not going to be a lot of parity there, right? You, you, you have to know that. Right, so what's her name? Kind of learned that a, a difficult way. What's what's the girl that has the baby with Dwayne Wade? You barely see this kid. Right, he's right. there. We know he's alive. He has this son. Right, but he's just not in. He's not engulfed into the family. It ain't gonna right. happen. <laughs> right. Um, and I think that's unfair, right? I think women have to make decisions. You know, your choice, your body, whatever. But it also impacts what that looks like long term. Not your choice, your body, right now. Like for sure, yeah, one hundred percent. But as long as you can, right. your choice, your body. But you ain't gonna give me a dime. Her, her message right. said you're not giving me a dime. Right, that's it's, crazy. It's unfathomable. It's unfathomable <laughs> to me. Like this is just you're not gonna take. You don't give me nothing. Right. Oh, absolutely not. I'm talking about tumbleweeds. You ever seen the Sahara Desert in a drought? Oh my god! Oh my god! That's why you know she had to be white though, because ain't no sister, (laughs) no sister, no sister. She gonna be like something. You know, she get a fucking bag of flaming hot Cheetos. Okay, well there you got me. There you got me. 
I was about to say I don't know, but flaming hot Cheetos. They getting into something. Even a flaming hot Cheetos, bro. They gonna get something. A quarter water, but they ain't gonna get not a dime. Not a dime. (laughs) When you wrong, right? And he's he's in the situation, and and he she has arguably the upper hand because I would imagine this is a relationship he probably didn't want his wife to know about. Sure, he didn't want his wife to know about a baby. So when you're in this scenario and you hold the cards. You negotiate whatever you want, right? Exactly. Yeah, I want all types of formal agreements. I want my kid to have a part of your Hall of Fame ring. Like, I don't know. I'm being ridiculous. Right. You're going to give me whatever I want. But you, uh, not a dime? No. Oh, absolutely. Where's her mom at? Cool. <laughs> I'm just floored. We get Last that on the shirt and we put it in the box. Flat out. Where's your mama? So, so speaking of where's your mama at, Mm -hmm. we need to ask this young man that's also in this tape conversation with this young lady from the shade room. They had gone out on their very first date. Oh, man. They go out on their first date, and he decides that he's not going to take her back home because she will not come over to his house. And the the young lady says, well, I don't understand why you won't take me back from where you picked me up from. I don't, you know, so our first time out, I don't know you well enough to just come over to your house. And he's like, well, you know, if you don't, we having a good time and clearly I'm attracted to you. You know, if you're not comfortable enough with coming over to my house, then, you know, that means you can walk home. You know, gas is high too. I, so when you said, where is your mama? Where is this sorry motherfucker's mama at? Because that ain't nothing like you are just, you won, you won your game list. Right. Facts. Uh, and two, at what point in time do you not take a lady back from where you picked her up from? Like, why would you, like, uh, uh, aside, aside from somebody threatening threatening you and, and doing, like, harming you physically, mm-hmm. like pulling a gun out on you, trying to set you up or something like that, or stealing mm-hmm. your valuables? Like, I don't understand why you would say, just because... Simply because she decides that she doesn't want to come back to your apartment, or because I he can't possibly have a house. Not <laughs> right. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I think on this one, I'm looking for his daddy. No, <laughs> no your mama ain't gonna let that happen. Your daddy. Yeah. Your daddy well, where's your Where's your daddy at? Because I I think this one got lack of male positive guidance written all over it this like i mean she's a good one right because that that would have i mean we would have had a we would have been tumbling out there um, <laughs> i'd have been out done like you're not gonna take me home and, and they're young too so when i was younger it would just been all bad immediately i've grown in my <laughs> wisdom um but that, that's just beyond you're not gonna take me home oh okay so yeah. nobody going home. You ain't going home either. We gonna flatten right. all your right. tires. Ain't nobody going home in this bitch. You, like, this is not happening. You gonna yeah. be here with me too. But that yeah. would have been a nineteen-year-old response, not me at you know my graceful age that I am today. <laughs> oh, but right. I do. I, I would imagine that this happens frequently. People have expectations, and when they're not met, so another thing too. I think today's youth, and I'll call him a youth. They don't know how to cope with shit. They don't know how to cope with rejection. Yep. They don't know how to cope yeah. with um, any adversity whatsoever. True. And it's like, oh my God, the wall is, you know, walls are closing in and everything's falling down. That's See, not that's adversity day. though. That's not but, adversity. But it's not adversity to you because you you know the routine, right? You A girl tell you no, you went on about your business. Right. Nowadays, a girl tell you no, you got to be worried about the dude slapping you or doing something to you. Yeah, it's a completely different ball game out here. They, there's no because, right? We we've created this culture where everybody has to win, everybody has to get a participation trophy, everybody right. has to be so nobody's accustomed to losing, right? Nobody can't lose. Nobody knows what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, well, no, that that's that's not what's gonna happen. People gonna tell you no. And, and I, I shit, I, people gonna break up with you. Yep. It, it's all these things are gonna happen. Right. It happens to the best of us, even me, it, right? Believe if I had not. a son, if I had a son, no, I can't believe it happens to you. <laughs> but if I had, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, you got to slip that in there. No, I, I can believe uh, it. 
You ain't trying to even get flued out. So yeah. <laughs> but if I had a son and he came home and he told me this story, I would kick his ass on oh, sight. Yep. I'm talking about on site. And then, and then. But see, that, would, that's the point that I'm making. Your son wouldn't do that because of the influence you would have on him from Cradle, you know, agreed. just from Cradle but, Crib coming through. I, and I agree. But but the other part I want to point I want to make is I know several men who were raised by single mothers who would never do anything of that nature as yeah, well yeah. because their mothers have also instilled that in them. So mm-hmm. that's all. That's, that's why I said you know, speaking of where somebody's mama is at, that comes into play too in his case. But my, the other point I was going to make is I would then make him call and apologize or go and apologize. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you're not like, I mean, that's, that is unacceptable behavior. Unacceptable. Yeah. yeah, oh, like, yeah my, son, my, my son just would not have a car anymore. Like that's, you, you just not going to take her home. Okay. So you got to figure it out. The iron pimp is working right. from 10 to 10 <laughs> and that's right. how you going to figure it out like you like that's just the most bitch assness shit ever in life and here's the other part too and like i remember my dad told me this wherever you pick her up from you take her back there because that way you know because back in the day that way you can say oh i picked her up at this house i dropped her off at the same house because like for example what if she go missing you know what i'm saying and now you the last person why you ain't drop her and then the first question they gonna ask you why you didn't drop her back off where you got her from you know what I'm saying? Now you a suspect in a fucking murder or kidnapping and shit. Nah, take her back. Take her back where you got her from every time. You know what I'm saying? It's not hard. You know what I'm saying? That's just you know. Like he, I said, that's he, a bitch he, ass thing to do. He's probably like, uh, uh, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I'm not gonna say that. that that's, <laughs> that's, that's a bitch ass move for sure. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I, I can I can see him being at his house with whoever chooses to go back to his house forcibly trying to engage with them for sure. Mm. Oh, I agree. Yeah, yeah. for probably, sure. 100%. He probably is a fucking therapist. <laughs> yep. Probably is. Yeah. Yep, for sure. That for legal purposes, therapist, you know, the therapist, you know. <laughs> but that's just. But that's so fucking ridiculous. Like, man, you ain't got enough game. The thing is, it's the first fucking day. I don't even care if it's the third or fifth or whatever day. If she don't want to go back, yeah, hey, that means, you, okay, you already know. Okay, I got to either put in more work or you ain't going to holler again. Simple as that. But not to take a person up to their house. That's just whack. <laughs> you, don't pick, you don't pick someone up and then not take them back. That's right. That's whack as hell. See, he probably let her order from the fucking side of the menu. Yeah. No, no, see. They uh, hadn't got there yet. Uh, yeah, well, they even got to that point yet. She, she paid for dinner, though. She paid her half. So remember? Yes, yeah, yeah, she said she gave him money she for gave gas. gave him money for the dinner and paid for gas. Yeah. So, so right. she, remember, if you order from the fuck side of the menu, I had to pay for it. He didn't pay. <laughs> It's rules, yeah. man. Rules the game. <laughs> God, that, that, that's pretty cool that she did that. I'm, I, I mean, I would be okay with paying for my food, for sure. I don't have a problem paying for my food, but I got to give you gas. I mean, I don't know. We 19. So I could see me at 18 or 19 if we all had to ante up to get there. I could see that. Okay, I'm okay. Oh, yeah. But we don't yeah. know. We 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 think we think we don't know exactly how young they were. were we're assuming are, that though. But we're assuming they sound but. very young. But you know, you know. But yeah, we have we gonna keep the rest of that situation. We put the poll up and figure out is that a boss move or or a simp move. Um, uh, poll up. Poll y'all better say it's a simp move. But you know, I'm not gonna influence y'all. But anyway, anybody that says it's a boss move, we will be tracing your IP address. <laughs> We're gonna pull a take it. We we will find you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, get a good get another good show as always. Don't forget everybody, y'all can find us at Talk That Shit with three H's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Interact with us, share our stuff, you know, let us know how we're doing, tell your friends about it and everything. You know how we do. 
<laughs> hey, and I just want to say I want to thank Dandridge for contributing on these last couple episodes. Uh, this is going to be her last episode with us, unfortunately. Uh, Keisha Cole will be replacing. <laughs> Hey, uh, so my face. I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, damn, he done said my name and it's my last episode. Oh, now, you know if I come up dead. <laughs> you better not. You know if I come up dead. Y'all know where he is. Go get him. Hey, look, I better not either. He mentioned my government name, so I better not either <laughs> on the show. No, you're not going to come up missing. You're just going to be missing from the show. Keisha is taking over your spot. Because oh, all the drama man. she got, and she liked to be flued out, and she yeah. liked to get talked to like that. And she make fish plates. Man, <laughs> please. That ain't no good. <laughs> all right, y'all. He's, all right. <laughs> we'll holler at y'all next week. To my daddy, tell it like you always do. <laughs> yeah, I'll be good, man. Y'all just be good. <laughs> I, I don't. I want to know what a fish plate is, but I'm going to leave that alone. I'm <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that alone. Y'all, y'all just y'all be good. Till I can't.